Hello, and welcome to We're Still Working on the Name, a Rusty Quill Gaming fan podcast where we, two longtime listeners and friends, re-listen, review, and reminisce about an actual play podcast that we love very much. Um, I am James. And I'm Wes. And today we will be discussing episodes one, hello, exclamation point, <laughs> through um, episode six, Gazebos, Sleuthing, and Hats. You can see that these are the beginnings of the show because there are, um... Because the episode titles fucking suck. <laughs> they, they, they suck. But also there's, um, there's, like, exclamation points and punctuation marks in the, in the titles. And that's always unhelpful. It's complicated. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you don't need a... That would be as if I was, like, titling this episode and it was, like snakes slash j like like with a tone tag that, that's not the title of the episode. that's not the title of the episode we will not as the producer of this show <laughs> i am vetoing that we won't do that okay so um wes i have a question for you yes who are you <laughs> tell me who you are the what people an existential question james mm-hmm. um hi my name is wes bennett i am in theory a writer and a podcast maker in practice i fold laundry that's like every writer ever like that's that that's something that's keeping me going in this the current job that i have is like this in this capitalist machine you have to have something i have i am the i hesitate to call this a company because it's not a company yet it is an umbrella of production um that is me and you Yes. Um, and occasionally some other people who I yes. uh, harangue into helping me out um, of this lovely little pseudo network of Sweet Cream Studios. I'm just kind of the spearhead of this whole engagement. I don't know. Company without being a company. Yeah. An embryo of a company. So, James, tell me about yourself, James. You're just as I'm, important as I am. I'm just a gay little guy. Um, I. <laughs> you are so much more than that. Yeah, I am, I guess I can call myself an actor. I write. I do a lot of miscellaneous things. I work at a historical society. I love, that's the reason I like got into Rusty Cool Gaming is because like I saw a thing online. It was like, oh, it has historical figures in it. And I was like, ooh, that sounds like something I would like. Whereas I got into uh, RPG because I ran out of Magnus and Stella Firma um, <laughs> to listen to. And it turns out that I loved this show more than I loved those other two shows. Um, <clears throat> yeah, honestly. By like a wide margin. Even though I love Stella Firma like very, very dearly. Not that I don't like Magnus the Magnus Archives because I do, but it... No, yeah, we're all, we're all rusty quill people here, I guess. Magnus like... gets talked about way too much. Just... <laughs> Not we don't like, talk, not like we don't talk for, about we don't talk about RQG enough. I think that's more enough. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what I'm saying. Which is why we're doing this. Yeah. Um, because we're huge we're huge nerds and we love this show very dearly and Yeah, and we're like, we are friends because of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we um, met over TikTok. <laughs> God, it's the most Gen Z thing to say. We in are the world. we're such babies. <clears throat> I was thinking about this. The, this episode will come out on the, I think it's the eight-year anniversary of the eight first episode. Eight years. Dear of, God. Of it, came out in, it came out in 2015, and it's 2023. <laughs> oh, How old were you in 2015, James? We don't How need old to were get you in 2015? We, we don't need to get into that. 
Okay, well, for context, I was 14 in 2015. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, I was not listening to this show. I did not listen to the show until 2020. If 2020. Um, yeah, I was, I think, I, li- I started listening to it maybe November of 2020. Yeah, me too. Well, no, I started listening to all of Rusty Cool shows in, well, all of the first three, the, the main three. The ones that were available at the time. Mm-hmm. I listened to... I started listening to them in November. I didn't listen to to um, Rusty Quill until I was until it was December. Because I was working at... Um, I was working at a Target over the holidays. Oh, God. And they Not had the me, Target. Uh, honestly, I worked at Target twice. And the first time, it was pretty great. And the second time, it was awful. Different Targets. Yeah. Um, one of the things I had to do a lot, because it was the height of the pandemic, was I would be cleaning carts. And at that Target, the cart, like, uh, vestibule was very separate from, like, where the rest of the store was. Like, it wasn't, like, in front of the customer service desk where people could, like, see me. So I would listen to music and put my hair over my ears and listen to Rusty Cool Gaming while putting um, carts away. And that's why, for the first time, the very first time I listened to the show, huge swaths of season one is just gone. Because I was not, I was only paying half attention to it. Yeah, I, I was listening because, like, I was looking for, like, anything to break the monotony because I was in completely online school. Oh, yeah. Like, I was teaching myself my math class and I was just, I was just dying. I was in my room sometimes because I was, like, also in shows and, like, quarantining from my parents so I didn't get COVID before tech week. Um, so, like... I was just like in there and trying to entertain myself and I was like, oh, this podcast has a fictionalized, even gayer somehow version of Oscar Wilde in it. Why don't I just pick this up? That that leads me into the um the warning that we while we are going to try and refrain from like large uh spoilers, because we've listened to this we've both listened to this show like multiple times through at this point. Yeah. Spoilers, so many. We're gonna try to avoid like big picture spoilers because I'd like to. I'd like to make this like a companion piece to the show itself, where you listen to the show, the episode, and then you come listen to us. But um, yeah, we 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 do know how this show ends, <laughs> and we um, <laughs> we were there. We were there when it ended. They didn't make shirts. They made they made those Magnus shirts, and they didn't make shirts for RQG, and it really made me sad because I wanted one, and then they just didn't make them. RQG, it's so underrated. It's so under. It's very underrated. It's a good show. It's a really good show. We wouldn't be making this podcast if it wasn't good. So, but that transitions us nicely into the first few episodes. Yes. Um, I don't like them. <laughs> That that doesn't mean that they're bad. No. I don't not like them. They're just so boring. They're so boring to listen to. The audio mixing is like, yikes. Um, And we are not here to bash on this show. We love this show very dearly. All of the criticism, it's like constructive and like, oh my god, this was made in 2015. Like, it's fine. I mean, I've done the thing with the first few episodes of a show. It's getting their footing and, like, it's an RPG show that's, like, built to, like, teach you about, like, TTRPGs, like, at the beginning. Yeah. So it's, like, very, it's very, like, mechanic expla- explanation heavy, which was really helpful for me because when I listened to the show for the first time, I had been in, like, one D&D session ever and it had been when I was, like, 
when I'd been, I was like 15. Um, I knew nothing about RPGs going, I knew nothing about D&D or any of that going into the, listening to the show, and it taught me a lot. It also, um, made it so that I get confused, because I, while I've never, while I've listened, I learned how to do our, do TTRPGs while listening to the show, I've never played a game of Pathfinder, and the terms <laughs> are different. Yeah, I, so it's like, it's, it's a lot, because, um, something you'll learn about me through this process is I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons like pretty consistently since like I was in seventh grade and um yeah I'm a nerd um but like I I don't like Pathfinder (laughs) at all it's really it's just really clunky to me I think that might just be because I love Dungeons and Dragons so much but well, you did you have you only played Fifth Ed? No, I played. Um, I actually the first game of Dungeons and Dragons that I ever played was uh, Second Edition Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, because um, that was the only books that my friend, um, like her dad, had those from when he was a kid. So like she dug them up out of the basement, and we built a campaign around those books, so we didn't have to buy new ones. And That's adorable. Second Edition Advanced. Dungeons and Dragons has um, the glorious little mechanic called Thaco or Thaco, some people call oh, yeah, it, I've which heard is of that. I've which heard stands of that. for to hit armor class zero. And I don't even want to talk about the horror stories of that stuff. There's a good video about Matt Mercer like talking about it, and I just oh my god. Um, so like I've dealt with clunky shit in sorry clunky stuff in D and D before, um, and I just I don't know I feel like Pathfinder has too much in it. It does. It absolutely does. And I remember the first like couple of times I played in the I'm actually still in the same group that I was in three years ago. We're nice. we're playing a different game right now. The first couple of times I played in that group, I ha- would have to go. Uh, so um, what does that mean? Like a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> In RQG is not called a wisdom saving throw. It's called a... That's the will save, right? Will save, yeah. And a constitution saving throw is a fortitude save and stuff like that. It's like having to translate a dialect. I don't know. There are, there are pros and cons. Um, Fifth Ed did not exist when they were recording this show. No, we decided it that out... it did. No, it no it did. It existed by the time the show came out. Oh, okay. But when they were recording it, it did not. Because okay. um, I heard Bryn say that with his own mouth. Okay. In one of the re- one of the recap episodes. Um, okay. This sh- or it wasn't widely available. It wasn't widely it available. Wasn't, well, yeah, that's why well, they were using wi- Pathfinder, if I remember correctly, Pathfinder. is because it was open yeah. source. Yeah, it was open source exactly. Which oh, is, is it still? I think so. The links are still Cause live. Because you can, cause you can uh, buy the books at Barnes and Noble. But, I mean, if we're going to be honest, um, there's PDFs out there of pretty much every single gaming system out there that you could pirate if you wanted to. <laughs> that's that's very, very true. I have a PDF version of the Player's Handbook on my computer right now as we speak. Don't come and get me uh, if there are people listening to this. I bought my first D&D book last week. That's so valid, though. The, let's get into the actual episodes. Yeah. So episode, I think that I think that this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a um this is gonna be a running theme throughout the first few episodes of the show until things start to pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, like ten percent of it is stuff happening, and uh, the rest of it is Alex explaining things. 
This is true. Every single time, like, a new character is introduced, like, I wrote down notes for all of these episodes. Every time a single character is introduced, like, I have, like, their name in all caps with an exclamation point after it, except for Birdie. <laughs> Birdie is an exclamation you're gonna have point. To, an you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to bleep this one, but I'm reading it. Uh, it just says, um, it just says, Birdie, dot, dot, dot. I hate this motherfucker. <laughs> I think that was the reaction that, that James Ross was going for. Absolutely. Uh, let's start at the beginning. Um, artful panning is the beginning. Artful of this panning. Little bit of the of the show. And then... also disclaimer for me. Obviously, we're both very American. I will make fun of British people in this. Oh show. yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we are American Gen Zs, and we feel very strongly that we want to make fun of the British millennials that made this show. No, it's beautiful. Um, My favorite note I think on this page is. Um, after Zolf's, um, what is it? Introduction. Let's, it. Let, 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 let's go through the, let's go through it. Okay. Like, um, okay. A okay. Little, slightly chronologically first. Save it for, so the first couple things is, is, is Sasha, like, just walking around and then getting tailed. Yeah. And Lydia sounds so scared. She sounds nervous. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> they get more comfortable, got... like, as these episodes even go on, like these six episodes, but like. I I understand what they're feeling. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you, you, the nerves that I can see on your face right now tell me how nerve wracking being recorded <laughs> being recorded can be. I just want to give them a hug, both <laughs> Lydia and Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, this has bugged me since, since Sasha is like a universal constant throughout all Rusty Cole shows of the first generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really bugs me how British people say. They say Sasha. Yeah. Like, I listen to another podcast where there is also a Sasha, and they say Sasha because all of them are American. They all say Sasha with a hot, with like a, with like a long A. Mm. And it's like. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, Waluigi. (laughs) And then, is this where she flubs? The first nat one of the series is in fact, the first role of the series is in fact a natural one, and it's Sasha on her disguise check. I have um, it written down somewhere. Or no, I didn't. I didn't write it down. I have another thing that Lydia does later. <laughs> oh, 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 I have a thing. Uh, so Alex makes reference to the like the Sherlock Holmes movie, like the Johnny Depp one. Oh, Not God. Johnny Depp. Oh, my God. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh. He makes reference to the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies as like the way that Sasha is sort of like clobbling her, her costume together. But mm-hmm. instead, what my brain went to, do you remember that episode of Sherlock where... Uh, oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> where, jo- where, jo- where John is about to propose to his wife or his girlfriend and Sherlock is appearing from the dead for the first time and he like pretends to be a waiter and like draws on him. Oh, my like, an God. Pencil. That's, that's what I'm picturing. I absolutely do remember that, and oh my god, I haven't, like, thought about Sherlock in years. I mean, Alex referenced Sherlock, but not Sherlock, he referenced Sherlock Holmes, and that scene was so very clearly, like, in my head. Yeah, but then now I'm also thinking about, in that scene, John's just, like, terrible, terrible mustache that he had at the beginning of that season. Did... I, Ma- Martin Freeman must have had to have that for a different. I love Martin Freeman. Uh, that's I like also a... love Martin. But I love him because he played Bilbo Baggins. We're two very different. <laughs> Nerd. Okay. I mean, I don't love okay. him. I don't like Sherlock anymore. I don't like Sherlock anymore. I'm not fourteen. If someone asked me to rewatch Sherlock, I think I would. I don't know if 
I would. That's not saying that people who like Sherlock are bad. I just, I've outgrown that as ta- no, yeah. in, in my tastes. Um, I don't think I ever actually finished it. It's not worth it. The last season is so bad. <laughs> anyway, this is wildly off topic. Anyway, we that got... was the scene. That's that's That was what my brain was picturing while we were listening to that. And then we go to uh, Zolf. Uh, what was the thing you had written down? Um, I said that this is before, this is a slight spoiler, um, before Baby Boy was fully traumatized. <laughs> or at least till we knew to the full of extent, extent of his traumatization. This is true. Traumatization, is that a word? I don't um, know. And and Ben also said that he had a Boris Johnson haircut. And I, I know, I like... wrote that down too. <laughs> I was like, oh God. I was like, do you, did you have to say that? I mean, I mean, like bird's nest blonde guess it makes sense and they're british but i really think they're doing a job interview and he's letting somebody down easy and it's like giving me flashbacks to like actual job interviews that i've had (laughs) and it's just like because when the interviewer is just as awkward as you are it's like (sighs) just like um so leave (laughs) and then he lets that he lets that kid down easy the kid that's trying to like do a handstand in the room like, that's adorable. Alex only has two modes of NPCs, um, it seems. Uh, it's, it's, like, really cute, like, kid or um, whore. <laughs> I was just going to say character. I was just going to say annoying character that the, that the players hate, but we all love as an audience. So whore. <laughs> and then the Wall of Falcons comes in. Uh, yeah. I, had a reali- I had a realization while listening to this show. Uh, that I never realized that Birdie's helmet had, like, a falcon head. Like, yeah. I, I was picturing falcons, like, as... I was imagining, like, falcons coming out of the shoulder plates, and then I just never really pictured Birdie's helmet, and now I'm realizing that he looks kind of like he has just the Sam Eagle head <laughs> shoved on his head. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I like the, the... Like, he says that it's, like, how child... Like, a child would describe armor. Yeah. I don't think Birdie had ever seen armor a day in his life before realizing that he had to go out an adventure. Mm -hmm. Then Hamid, Ham, we they jump to Hamid. Oh yeah, and then Hamid's it's at he's at the casino. Yeah, this just really showed my age because I've never gambled a day in my life, and they're just using (laughs) like terminology I've never I've never heard before. I mean, I've heard of it, but like I've been to casinos. Like I've been to casinos. I've been to Las Vegas. And I've just never, um, I've never been old enough to gamble because I'm only 21. Uh, so I've only recently gotten to be old enough to gamble. And I, um, so I'm just like, he's using gambling terminology. Like it's like something that everybody knows. And I'm like, I don't know what this means. Yeah. I, you know, it, it just makes me laugh because like, I do have some of this written down, but like it, the, like the thing that Hammond was like supposed to be was like this like suave like playboy like <laughs> kind of guy at the yeah, at the casino like this is like it's a thing that they talk about later that like Hammett is supposed to like have a gambling addiction but like this is the only time that it's really mentioned yeah i like i didn't even know i didn't even really know about it until it had to be pointed out to me later it's a product of the medium you don't have a lot of time to like dwell on certain things like that but yeah somebody's somebody on ao3 is doing a like like a novelization of the whole campaign and oh i don't my remember God. Who, but 
and I haven't actually started reading it because it seems like a big commitment. But like, yeah, absolutely. I was gonna do that, um, but now I don't have to. So seems um, like a big commitment on. when we have like a, a like twenty three chapter fic. We are we are set. We 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 could be edit. We could be updating that fic, and we're we not. We could, but I. This is this is the first time we will plug Light and Love. Um, yeah, we go wrote a... read our fanfic. Yeah, Wes started it. Um, this is it's like all their we idea, but it. then I I kind of like came in and was like, you should keep writing this, and then we worked on it together, where we were like, hmm, Mary Shelley should be in this world. Yeah, she should be because she's not. She canonically exists. I recently she, listened to the episode. Yes, she canonically Alex exists. A... But she's not like she's not ever. She doesn't ever show up in the show. And, but it would be um, perfect if she did. She fits into the world quite well, and so we uh, plopped her in there. And uh, well, you'll hear us talk about her a lot because we yeah. really we're really proud of what we've done. Absolutely. My goal in my goal in this show is for have one person who was on this show listen to this, uh, listen to this show and be like, oh, that's cool, and, and like then acknowledge. Go read it. <laughs> Not necessarily go read it, just acknowledge that that we came up with that. <clears throat> and, no, I do like that. Um, back on topic. This is we're too neurodivergent for this. Then we also we also established Figus. And Friggin', I hate this so much. <laughs> uh, Figus is, um, I really love that, like, the only reason Figus is named Figus is because Because Ben, ben just, beats like, Alex to naming someone. Like, snuck it in there, because, like, Zolf was, like, gesturing for his attention. And so he <laughs> needed a name. And the name just popped, just came out Figus. And, uh, which is a standard, which is a pretty good, um pretty good fantasy name to be honest it, it but, is it is but it's become such a joke now that we're like ah. yeah i mean there's like there's what there's there's figus there's gifus and, and there's sigif and sigif which all kind of sound like names other than gifus gifus doesn't gifus sound like really does not sp- is it gifus or jiffus that's a terrible joke but i needed to say it oh my god <laughs> i also i have a I have a headcanon that, that Figus is his last name, and then he's got a really normal first name. Um, his first name's just like Nathan or something. My the the name that I came up with last night um, was Anthony. That his first name Anthony. was Anthony Figus. Oh, Figus. And it just it just seems it just seems correct to me. I have like as they continue like with plot, they basically they're going out. They've got a job to like crowd control at. Thomas Edison's thing like everyone's like are you kidding me it's him like this is like the first like oh historical figures are gonna be an actual like big part of this but um when they get into they get into basically a fight in the alley and I have here noted down that the first hit of the game ever is done by Birdie and he does 12 damage to this guy like he this guy, on him. he just crits, and he it, the man, this NPC just crumples. Like, yeah, he like breaks his nose, like shatters his nose, and yeah. it's like. Also, I think that I think I listened to this recently. I think that Alex might have manufactured that a little bit, just a little bit. Like he gave him like he like made sure that the bonus is stacked so that we could see what happens. Yeah. Um, but it does like it is a pretty good. It's a pretty good. And also, it's birdie of all things. 
We it forgot is. about Birdie smashing a table. Birdie does. We in did. Fact no, he doesn't table. smash the table. He just cleaves the legs off of it. <laughs> he like cleaves so half the leg off. It falls down, and then later in like I think episode four, which we'll get to, he just cleaves all of the legs off of a freaking <laughs> piano. That poor piano. That um, poor piano and the guy under it, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good uh, lord. Oh god. And then they um and then they meet up with Sasha. They like are protecting Sasha because she's like being chased by thugs. Mm-hmm. Um and she's effective already. Um because she's good at her job. During that whole part where they're in the crowd, I have it written down here like they were still like using crowd sounds at this point, and you just hear Alex in the background. You just hear like Alex very like clearly in the background going like, Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like over and over again and i'm like what is happening back there i've i've heard from multiple people that those crowd sounds are anxiety inducing they um, are i never really got it until i was driving at night while listening to the show <laughs> all the way up and i was like oh my god there's one one of those sounds sounds like in the background has the same pitch as like a car horn and i'm like jumping there's one like in the episode in, in episode six, um, where there's just like someone will cough randomly about every mm, like thirty seconds, like oh, because they're in the office, they're in the they're in, they're in the police office, right? Yeah, I think so. No, yes, maybe. Oh god, I literally just listened to it and I don't remember. It's okay. I'm so good at this. I listened to it a mu- I listened to it a month ago. Um, but yeah, those crowd sounds they are um, I don't like them. No, I also have noted down here that uh, Lydia says cock at one point. <laughs> and, then, and then we get to the end of the episode where we have talked for almost 45 minutes about episode one. It's fine. Um, we'll speed it up here. Episode one is where everyone's introduced and it's okay. And episode one ends with Hamid. I'm pretty sure that episode one ends with Hamid like... Making blood spurting. like spurt out of his own arms. Why on earth did he think that was a good idea? Like what? What? What was he trying to accomplish? More importantly, what was Bryn trying to accomplish? I have no clue. I don't know. Like, like, was it meant to be a distraction? Because it's definitely more like it draws the attention, and you're like, right absolutely there. yes. Like Birdie is behind him, like murdering people. Like that happens. Um, but like, you didn't have to make like fake blood like shoot out of you. Like, what is that? And with the end of episode one, hopefully we'll pick up the pace a little bit more, and uh, we're gonna go on a little bit of a break. Alrighty, and we are back. Um, I don't know if the breaks will be a regular thing, but since this show is kind of long, it's going to be a little bit longer, we probably will have the breaks. I don't know if there'll be ad breaks. We can't monetize this show. We don't want to monetize it. So we might put ads for things that we can monetize, like our own projects and stuff, but like we're not going to put real ads on this show. Oh yeah, for sure. And also, this episode's probably longer because we had a bigger intro because it's the first episode. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, I mean, episode episode one of this show is an hour and fifty five minutes. Yeah, it's a big boy. Um, so we're moving on to episode two. The first two things that I have written down for episode two are "God, I love the theme song," and they do not have the intro down yet. <laughs> oh God, no! The intro does not come for a while. This is when we first meet Herringay. Whose first name is yes. Richard? Richard. He's got a first name. He's got a first name. 
I, I I'm like, his first name's not Sergeant? What? I think, so. I also think his name might be a reference to something. Like, I think it's a street or something in London. That's one thing that we definitely don't get. Um, yeah, I don't. We meet Haringey. Um, we get a little bit of an insight into the fact that Sasha's got a shady past, which we already yeah. sort of knew since she was being tailed. Um, but no, no, no. She's just an antiques appraiser. She's just an antiques appraiser. Lydia forgets the word for appraiser. An antiques valuer. Valuer, yeah. I have written down here, uh, just to remind everyone that Bertie is canonical gay rep. <laughs> He is canonical gay rep, but he's not, he's not established as gay until Wild shows up there in was, episode 25. There must have been, like, something that he says to Gay that I just, like... No, 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 Alec, no, he definitely comes off as, like, as, like... Flirty. As, like, the most, as, as super flirty to, like, he says something. I can't remember what it was. I just listened to this episode this morning, and he says something... Bertie sounds gay despite the fact he doesn't he doesn't doesn't get established as gay until episode twenty five, um, <laughs> which I hate. But, <laughs> God, the only person who canonically gets it in this whole show is the only it's, PC it's, who canonically gets it is Bertie. Yeah, um, unfortunately, 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 but um. I don't know, he sounds, I, I don't know if it was intentional, but he definitely comes off as like... As I like... Oh, oh, I know exactly word. what it is. I know exactly what it is. When he flubs his perception, when he flubs his perception check, when Sasha smashes into him, what he says is, I've seen women before. And it just comes <laughs> off as like... I've as seen like, women before. <laughs> and so he just like, he just, just comes off. It just comes off as that like... Yeah, I have a... I have a note later that I remember writing, like, I wrote this today. Um, a birdie uh, uh, called Sasha, like, a young woman or young lady. And I just wrote, ew, 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 ew. <laughs> yeah. No, it comes off so weird. The fact that Birdie's, like, how old is Birdie? He's, like, 26. I don't know. And I don't care. Because. He calls everyone young man and young lady. I'm pretty sure that Sergeant Herringay is older than him. Oh, Absolutely. I have written down here about seven times, like, I hate that Bertie is so awful because I just love James Ross so much. I know, right? I love James Ross, too. And it's, like, I've asked my mom to see if we can find, um, if they have any live Quantum Leopard shows while we're in England next, while we're in London next, um, winter. Because I would literally die. Yeah, and it's so funny because he has Quantum Leopard and it's, like, this amazing, inclusive, beautiful space. And then Bertie is just, like, the most big The worst. (laughs) <laughs> he's fantasy bigoted but he's still bigoted yeah it borderlines he's not, sometimes he's not he hasn't he hasn't gone like full like foaming at the mouth racist yet <laughs> um, i had that is, written what, down somewhere when like the gnomes appear for like five seconds i'm like oh here comes the anti-semitism <laughs> there's just some there's something's built into the into like into into fantasy especially in 2015 that we just like yeah unfortunately also, they're, they're uh, to bring to, to to bring this up they are ableist as oh my as god i wrote that down to too solve. i was just like whoa <laughs> i was like, like ben, okay ben is, guys ben is, tr- 
Ben is trying to be inclusive, and it's very, very, like, important. And, like, he's he's doing, he's making a valiant effort. And then everyone else is like, this is, makes the game harder. Why did you do this? They're like, ha, 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 ha. Zolf's so slow. And I'm like, okay, guys, calm down, please. Which I mean, which I mean, it makes sense that Zolf would be frustrated that he can't do the things he knows he needs to do. But, like, it's not treated with a particularly deft hand. Um, yeah, not here. It's definitely better later. Like, like the I think the theme of I think the theme of these first six episodes is it definitely gets better later. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You gotta push through these episodes. You gotta push through most of the prologue to um actually start enjoying the show. A Get bit. to like Dover or Paris, and you're you're smooth sailing. You're great. I mean, Dover's pretty. Dover's pretty fun. Q has its moments. Q's pretty good. Q too. has its moments. It's funny when Hamid throws up. <laughs> so yeah, Q Gardens is about where it like clicks. Like it starts to click into place. People start to know what they're doing. And then by Dover, things start to like the world building starts to flash flesh out. Yeah. And it becomes better. And then by Paris, you're like in it. In the groove. Yeah, the prologue is frankly boring. It's necessary. It's necessary, it's, like listening to know what's going on. Yeah, it's necessary, but it's pretty boring. And that's not that's not the fault of anyone. That's that's like despite the um the work of the creators and the performers. Like it's yeah. just it's no one's fault. That's how it goes for pretty much every show or episode like I've ever listened to. I'm sure that this episode's gonna be boring as hell. Um, oh yeah. It takes some time to get your footing, get your get your get your get your um get your bearings in a show like this. And then, uh, so after after they, like, meet up with Heron Gang, defuse that situation, finally. They don't kill anyone, despite the fact that Birdie, I think, crits twice. To, yeah, like, I think that they just... Guy, and... <laughs> but, but with Zolf being a healing guy, they, like, he doesn't, they don't kill anybody. Um, and they meet up with Heron Gang, and then they go on to, and then... And here comes the title of the episode, which is... Which is Bertie Wellington. Mm-hmm. That's, like, my favorite bit in most, in these six episodes is that, like, just them yelling at each other, um, poshly. This episode is also, like, the first mention of, like, a lot of things that are, like, come into play later. Um, like, like, Brock is mentioned for the first time. The Meritocrats are mentioned for the first time. Uh, also, like, I've never like obviously alex says that he put like the world information on the website mm-hmm. i've never listened to the i've never listened to the i've never read the world building information yeah neither have i it's like my first like introduction to the world as a whole um which i picked up most things via like you know story and context clues yeah but like yeah this, this is this is the first time that like lots of like the world starts to really creep in wellington and chessington they invite um birdie and his quote-unquote entourage into their carriage. Hammond gets to show off being suave. Uh, Sasha gets to be awkward. And yeah, Zolf is kind of just there. Zolf just kind of sits there. My favorite thing is, like, Zolf at one point says, I think they're speaking upper class. <laughs> Which, like, these first couple episodes are so blatantly, like, anti... It shows the dichotomy between... Yeah, like, anti-capitalist. Anti yeah. Like, it's so blatant, and I guess I didn't realize it the first time I was listening, but now I'm like, whoa, okay. They're very blatantly, that shows the direct 
Like, is there's a rift between the upper class and the lower class people in... Like, quite literally with Upper London and Under London. Or Other London. Other London. We other called it London. so many different things. Under it's London. The, the other one, from, yeah. It's the Undercity from Arcane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alex is a hack and a fraud, and we love to him that is the point of the show. <laughs> Coming out here with a big accusation. I mean, Arcane didn't exist when the when the show came out. League of Legends. No, but League of did, Legends though. sure did, and Alex almost definitely played it. <laughs> oh God, Alex! Not I don't know the man. I do not know the man, but he gives up the vibe of somebody who played League of Legends. <laughs> I knew I was in high school when this at this time, and there were definitely some kids that played League of Legends. Uh, <laughs> there are people at my at, at my school who play League of Legends, so. I said, um, like, at the very end of this episode, I think that Edison, like, shows up for the first time, and I wrote that I had immediate violent urges towards him. Yes, yes. Not only because Thomas Edison was an awful man. I hate the man. In real life. I was, hate was Thomas a, Edison. Was a hack. Now, 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 Thomas Edison was actually a hack and a fraud. Yes. However... Alex's American accent makes its first uh, Oh debut, my god, its, at the beginning of episode glorious debut. He starts, he just starts in with that American accent, and it's like, it's like indistinguishable from like, his like, voice for Earhart later. Yeah, I mean, Earhart, Earhart gets a little bit more nasally, but I think that's it just because she's does. small. I think it's just because she's small and a gnome in this canon. Which is funny because... I'm about I'm about to show my side here. Actual Amelia Earhart was pretty tall. Yeah, but like, she was also she was also um she was also really skinny though, right? That's true. She was a very small person, like in frame, but she was like five seven. Oh wow, that's taller than me. Like that's 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 pretty tall. Like a lot of people have this image of her in their head. I'm not gonna get into this, but <laughs> we'll do this later. I um, think I think. It- I think it's because, like, one of the only pictures of her still left is, like, her sitting, standing next to somebody who's way taller than her. Yeah, and, like, standing next to actual planes, which are, like, huge. Anyway, Earhart's not relevant right Earhart now. Earhart is so not relevant right now. <laughs> but <laughs> just two of the only, like, American people. Alex is, Alex is a total of, like, five American characters, I think, in this whole show. Hmm. Um, that might be including, that might be including um, some of the specials. Um, for sure. But Alex goes really Midwestern with his American accent. Yeah, which I like because a lot of people who decide to do an American accent who aren't from America go like Appalachian. New York or Southern. Those are the two options. They go New York or Southern. Yes. Those are the two options. Um, and Alex goes really like North Dakota. Um, <laughs> it's very good. And I, I, I think that might just be his own accent cropping through. I, I like it, frankly. But I need like, more Ohio it's, rep. It's a, Ohio, Pennsylvania rep. No, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, spec- I can't, I can't talk because I, I'm from California. I have the most generic accent ever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this episode three is where the, it's called the simulacrum if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and it's where it's first introduced and I was reminded that, like, every single time I, like, picture the simulacrum in my head, I imagine, like, this might be a deep cut. Like, I imagine Moby, the robot from Brain Pop. Like, I just... 
imagine that like i know it is not that like simplified that's just always what i see in my head i'm picturing the mechanical turk which mm. i think is like actively what what like alex's inspiration i'm is, sure i think mine it's definitely not mine but um <laughs> like <laughs> that's just like always what i see i don't know why i don't know it's like that in a combination of the iron giant as well which is a movie that I love. Oh, yeah. I love The That's, Iron Giant. I've actually never... It's because I've I'm trans. We don't need to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is because you're trans. It's so I've much... never seen The Iron Giant. Oh, my God. We have to watch it. We have to have a movie night for The Iron, Iron Giant because, oh, my God, that movie's so good. I have never seen The Iron Giant. I've never seen Treasure Planet. No. And I've, <laughs> and, and I've, I've never finished The Road to El Dorado. I've never seen that one. Okay, I need to finish that one. It's. I've it's also never good. seen it's Emperor's pretty, New Groove. So. Okay, that one is inexcusable. This is <laughs> off topic. This is off topic. Can you tell that we're like best friends? We're so off topic right now. We have to get back. Uh, okay. back to the topic of the episode. Yeah. Now he's showing off the simulacrum. And another historical figure is sort of flown in under the oh, radar, Lord which Byron. is Byron. Um. I have so many feelings about Lord Byron um, in real life because, um, God, you've never seen a more bisexual man. Oh, God, no. He's I so mean, bisexual. I mean, he, and Shelley, he, he, he and Percy Shelley definitely, like, um... Fucked each other? Yeah, a few times. <laughs> Fucked each other. I mean, I mean... I mean, Lord Byron was there when he died, when Percy Shelley drowned, right? I think he no. was the one who discovered that his... Was I don't, it not him? I thought that was him. I don't think so. I might be well, one of Percy's definite speaking out of turn, but I mean, let's let's find out. We're 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 the internet is right here. Did Lord Byron <laughs> have a pet bear? Yes, he did. He did. Pet, yes, he had, and he also had lots of children. Um, yes, he had a he lot of children. Didn't have syphilis. Yes, obviously um, he had syphilis. You know who had syphilis was yeah. Vincent Van Gogh, and that's what killed him. That is not he went crazy, necessarily true. Basically. Uh, yeah, it was. Oh, dang. That's gay, bro. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Overcome with the experience. Hold on. Hold on. We are <laughs> off topic. But <sighs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> what are you reading? This is Percy Bussy Shelley. Um, Percy Bussy Shelley. That's my thing. That's my thing. I came up with that, okay? Oh, 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 oh. So, they're burning Byron's body on the boat, on the beach. And, uh... Do you mean they were burning Percy's body on the beach? Yes, they're burning Percy's body on the beach. And on, in, on this site, it says, Overcome by the experience, Byron, as the flames took hold, stripped off and swam into the sea. Oh, God. most of it. Oh, my God. I can't take it anymore. Dick out. <laughs> Swimming. <laughs> That's awful. Apparently, he reacted the same way because another guy died. Yeah, two people died, died in, in, that, that, um, in that boat. William Hazlitt. No, not that time. It was a someone whose last name was Williams. Edward Williams. Um, Shelley and Williams died in that boat crash. Yeah, um, and apparently Byron reacted. Byron yeah. reacted that way both times at both body burnings. If we do, <laughs> if we do like a historical figure special, which I want to do about Byron, I will go into more detail about um 
that, but yes. It was, he's crazy. He's insane. Lord Byron was an insane person. Yeah, like, like, Bertie, like, later he, like, bribes him awake with opium. Um, which is funny because it was more commonly, like, laudanum during the time that they would have been partaking in, which has a lot of opium in it, but, like, they would have been calling it that. I had forgotten, like, back to, like, this room with the simulacrum. I had forgotten that the simulacrum, like, speaks. I know. The simulacrum, the voice that Alex uses, I feel like he definitely made a face that, like, cracked everybody up. I just feel like it was like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it it makes me laugh. Um, And then when they bid for it, um, oh, Colgate is there. Um, which I don't think Colgate was a real person. Was Colgate a real person? I don't think so. Um, I mean, definitely a dentist did invent Colgate toothpaste. <laughs> but what I don't think, and it was probably his last name, I imagine, yeah, it was the dentist who created Colgate assume. toothpaste. But I don't, I don't know. But, and then we get to the part where, um... Everything uh, explodes! The building explodes! Yeah, everything explodes. And I, my note for that was, it was, uh actually the best way to get rid of the top one percent um, <laughs> yeah just exploding I mean, so many of the british nobility so many of the british nobility get just like dead like that. which i think is one there of are them. also there are also like his there are also historical figures that were definitely there that we didn't get to meet because it exploded um, because they died in the simulacrum i think it's a big reason that like the whole like everything starts to fall apart like i think it's one of the big reasons like we don't think about it like spoilers uh but like stuff stuff gets messed up as they continue society through. falls apart yeah society basically falls apart which it is it is due to to other things but like them the, to the party yeah but... Society does completely fall apart and have to be rebuilt. Which is what Marx has always wanted. <laughs> it is a shame that Karl Marx doesn't get to be in this show. Yeah, that would have been interesting. I, I, I also love at this show about how, at this show, I, what I also love about the show is that there's no, there's a lot of time, like, um. Time discrepancies. Like for, there's a lot of time, di not time dilation. That's what I want to say, but that's not the right thing. So like the characters that definitely were dead that were not that were not alive at the same time. No, yeah, Thomas Edison and Lord Byron would never have been able to be in the same room together. Like that is just like a historically like known fact. Like when Oscar Wilde died, Amelia Earhart was three. So that doesn't matter. Characters yeah, like, that did not interact at the same time can. It's just fun. And then the building explodes, and everyone gets knocked off and wakes and up. At the beginning of episode four, I had gotten an ad that had Helen's voice in it, and I just did like a big smile. So then the everyone wakes up, and the building's on fire, and the simulacrum is gone, um, and lots of everyone is dead. Lots of a lot of people are dead, except for like a couple of diplomats and Colgate and Byron. I'm annoyed that Byron lived. Yeah, me too, honestly. I also thought that he died, like for sure thought that he died. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For the longest time, I was like, no, Byron absolutely died in that. But he did not. Nope. He lived. He lived. And mm -hmm. he also never shows up again. Thank God. 
I have like a couple things written down here about like Sasha. Like I said, Sasha can jump 15 feet at level one, which is something that they fully established. And then like Lydia was also like begging to stab someone. I don't know what was happening, but I'm like, you'll get your chance later. I promise. They get aggression. They have to, they have aggression. They need to get out. <laughs> I, I I think I've read I think I've written this note a couple of times as well. It just says they keep saying hole. It's not as bad as pump hole, which I just listened to <laughs> oh! recently. Pump hole episode. <laughs> I forgot about pump hole. Oh god. And I think the episode ends. Does the episode end there? Yeah, it does. Not episode three ends there. Yeah, episode about there. No and then four. Episode... We've we've been on episode four. Oh, and then episode four. I think episode four, which is called Fire and Pianos. I think the pia. This is when Birdie chops the piano, um, in half and drops a piano on a guy. He just he um, just he just cleaves off all of the legs of the piano and then drops it on a guy and said, uh, and I don't know who said this, but it just says just shove the piano through the hole. And I don't want to know what kind of euphemism that could be construed to be like construct, but like I don't like it. And then I think that's why the episode ends. Uh, it is pretty much. There was a point at the beginning of episode five where I was listening and they talk about like Sasha like being an antiques appraiser and Alex says pawn but with his accent I swore to god he said porn and I had to like go (laughs) back and I was like what like because I think I was like playing Mario Kart or something and just like surface level attention and i was like oh my god why are they talking about this and i went back and i'm like no that's just british people talking oh so this is the part with the french like diplomat like hamid speaks french like i forgot about that like i know i knew that hamid had like an absurd amount of languages but hamid speaks french hamid speaks french and it comes in handy when they go to france yes and then the guy gets off with a simulacrum and sasha chases them well is is zolf in that hole no zolf is still up they said like there was like you will fall into this hole or and like take like 5d6 damage and he was like so i'm not gonna do that yeah that's what it was because he would have literally died but then he gets the diplomats out and um this is when birdie wakes up byron with the promise of oh yeah with the Um, promise of opium which is so funny to me it is really funny. They also don't really bring up illicit drugs all that much. No, they don't, which is funny because they bring it up so much at the beginning. <laughs> they, I think they realize how family-friendly they're trying to be. <laughs> yeah. James always seems to bring... James always seems to be bringing the uh, mature themes, question mark, question mark. I, I guess it's because he's a, a comedian, but he's the one that talks about sex. He's the <laughs> one that talks... And Birdie talks about drugs, and then Birdie gets drunk all... I guess... People get drunk a lot in this show. People get drunk a lot in RQG. People don't necessarily get high all that much, except for that time when Azu takes that weird potion and goes, like, full Hulk mode. <laughs> that, that was really funny. Also, Cell, Cell offers um, people drugs, magic drugs, but drugs yes, nonetheless. Yes, yes, I forgot about that. We are Cell offered me drugs. so many episodes ahead. Um Cell was Wait, Cell was not yet a twinkle in in Lydia's eye, <laughs> but also like while Lydia's down in like the uh, Lydia, while Sasha is down like in in the there there is there is a point where I think Lydia says if I say something stupid that's Sasha, but if I say something smart that's me, and that's how you know the distinction, <laughs> which is funny. At least Lydia's public persona on this show. 
which is the, the the one that we are familiar with as fans and not people that know these people. Yes, yes. We are all speaking. When we say that something seems like something someone would do or like stuff like that, we mean of the part of themselves of, of themselves that they are showing to us the public yeah i feel like i have to establish which is the, very the, very the, different um, how bad um like uh, parasocial, parasocial relationships, relationships yeah we don't know these people we've never known these people the only the closest thing i do is that alistair stewart follows me on tiktok yeah the closest is, thing i've ever had is uh, <laughs> helen like liked a piece of my fan art that i made one time and i was like oh my god because i'm insane they also answered they also answered your question in the last oh my mailbag. god yeah that's how i that's how cool i am um i asked helen about like Azzy's family and stuff but we do not need to be talking about this right now. Um, that is way too late. Way too um, far in the future. Um, but what I was saying was while, Sha- while Sasha was down like underneath, like in the tunnel that had been blown through, like Lydia kept saying like, I'm perception checking. And I'm like, that's called looking around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're new at this. I would have done that. I think Funny, I probably though. did do that. I'm mostly going off of my notes right now to remind myself because I didn't remember much from this episode. But there is a part where Zolf is like, after they've gotten out of everything, like they get everybody out of this burning building. And Zolf is like setting the French diplomat's legs, both of which were broken, which is so gnarly. Zolf like super brokenly like counts down and he says... Un deuce twat. <laughs> that is how he says one, two, three. And I'm like, that's how I'm always going to say it now. That is about how much French Zolf knows. It's perfect. And then you get the, the hearty Alex uh, when he goes, assume. <laughs> <laughs> also, one thing that I've noticed is Alex's favorite scene transition is to go, so <laughs> yeah he just takes a nice um, deep breath and goes so <laughs> i um i'm just trying to keep a counter of so's but there's too many there's too many he does it too often i think i got up to four before i gave up and then <clears throat> then do they go see Harringay? i think they do they go to Harringay. they go and talk to him again and alex says he takes you to a shed or a gazebo or something. I hope he knows what the difference between a shed and a gazebo are. Because he used them, like, in the same sort of, like, comparison. And I'm like, those two things are so different. Oh, my God. They are very different things. They talk to Herringay and they get their... Did they get their... Um, they get I, their assignment to, to find... Person. The simulacrum, which I wrote down is because I'm, like, obsessed with, like, stories following the hero's journey and stuff. Like, this is, like, the call to action sort of moment because it sort of starts snowballing them towards what is actually going to be the plot. Yeah. And do they start... They don't start going to other London yet, do they? No. It's been a while since I've listened. It's been a while since I've listened to uh, these particular last two episodes because I didn't get. I episode to them, like, six is them, they them getting that like call to action, and then they go back to the tailor's shop. Birdie like super butters them up, and um. Oh yeah, they go, yeah. Oh, they I go love into. That guy. Oh, cause cause Byron's building is on fire. And because Byron's building's on fire. I'm not Byron's building. Edison. Edison's house is on fire. House is on fire. And Edison's he's like taking all of his and... expensive cloth out. And he's like, oh, goodness me. 
Oh, goodness me. That's something that Alex says unironically. And, Which I love. Um, I love. That's so British. It's also very Martin of him. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the thing that I really noticed, this is also the first mention of the lawyer gnomes. Harkness, oh, Harkness yeah, Darkness, and Sphinx, or whatever Darkness it's called. Darkness and Sphinx? Harkness, Harkness, Darkness, and Sphinx. Yeah. Also, something that's established later is that that, like, that, like, talking and acting in sync thing is an act it's yes like an which intimidation i act. they don't act like that they aren't like like synced like actually yeah, that's they're so, so strange but um that's the first hint of birdie being racist uh, yeah that's where i i had the little like asterisk and i'm like ooh, here it starts um um basically it's like they're they're investigating this shop and they something that this particular group like this beginning group, which I guess is just the London... No, which one do is this? The London Rangers, the Rangers? or some <laughs> bullshit like that. Yeah. Um, the, 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 what we get our name from. The word, the London Rangers was still working on the name. Yeah. Aw. I love it. Also, that is... That, that, that can be misconstrued as, like, a temporary title. It's not. That's our permanent title. Yeah, if you get the... If you get the joke, you get the joke, but... <laughs> Like, they are so, this specific group is so good at being so incredibly suspicious when they have actual authority to be doing something. Like, they're searching this shop, and, like, they are allowed to be there. Like, an actual, like, officer has allowed them to go and do this, and Sasha's just, like, making it sound like they are doing something that is so completely illegal. (laughs) That's because all Sasha's ever known is illegality. This is true. That's one thing we get from her pretty pretty early on is the only thing that she's ever known is crime. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Sasha's backstory always makes me sad. Yeah, it makes me sad too. Lydia's good at that. That was the point. That was the point of it, though. Like, it's like Sasha's supposed to be like a sad character. She's supposed to be deeply tragic. They're all deeply tragic, other than Hammond. Hammond has some tragedy. <laughs> Hammond and Bernie both have some tragedy, but are not tragic. Zolf and Sasha are tragic characters. Yes, this is true. It's the As difference. Is not particularly it's the tragic. difference between upper and lower class once again. Also, one thing I do like is that um, is that they don't talk over Lydia because yes. I'm like, like she's the only she's the only AFAB at the time person she's the, the only AFAB person like on. And also, like, only female, like, presenting person on the podcast. And it's nice that they give her... And playing the... It's nice that they give them, like, space. Yeah. And it's because it's they're... They are at least somewhat decent people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know them, but they come across as decent people. Mm-hmm. The way that they present themselves. And, like, you've got James and, like, Quantum Leopard, which is, like, specifically a no-punching-down type deal. Like, it's just nice. This is the first time we get, like, a Sasha, like, metaphor or, like, simile, basically, thing. Like, oh, it, yeah. One she, of, she, of... she says, like, I flow like black paint through a gravity well, I think is exactly what she says, which is so That's funny so to good. me. That's so good. That's so good. I got recommended Lydia's TED Talk last <laughs> on YouTube, just randomly. Yeah, the only Twitch stream I watch is... Um... Lydia's uh, chicken stream. I used to watch the Meredith Brothers streams, but I just, I can't be on Twitch because I want attention and will give money to get that attention. (laughs) (laughs) And 
I would watch Lydia's chicken streams if the chickens terrify me. <laughs> I'm so scared of chickens. They freak me out so bad. They're little, di- little dinosaurs and they scare me. They're cute though. Be they're little, not. They're terrifying. Chicken. You're not. You're not going to be able to convince me of this. <laughs> but yeah, this is the point where um, they are actually like getting ready to enter like the sewers. Which is where they spend the next yeah. couple of episodes. Yeah, and I think this is where we're gonna wrap up, huh? Yeah. Dang, we did an episode, huh? I will cut. I'll do my best to cut this down. <laughs> um, we will uh see you next month for Absolutely. the next few episodes. The uh, the episodes. It's not gonna be six episodes every time that we listen to. It's yeah, we're gonna alternate. Kind of just basically. It's kind of just what fits best. Um, in our way to be able to, like, we don't want to leave it off in, like, a complete, like, cliffhangery. Um, we don't yeah. want to leave it off, like, at, like, a, like, we're, like, we're in the smack dab in the middle of, like, a, a, a small arc. Like a, like a, I guess. And so we'll, um, I think there's, like, seven, maybe a f- few more episodes that we'll cover next month. But, uh, we will see you then. Yeah, um, also, when this is posted, it'll be June. So, happy Pride Month. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, happy Friday month. It's April for us. Yeah. Um, I'll but be 22 just, when this comes out. This I'll, I'll have had my birthday. Well, um, how time flies. How time flies. Uh, we will see you next month. Um, so for now, that's a bye from me. <laughs> bye. bye. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. We're professionals. This is what I do for a living. I mean, technically, I fold clothes for a living. What but... living? <laughs> what we, money? We, we literally yeah. can't make money off of this episode okay. because it is based off of somebody else's property. <laughs> No, we can't make any money off of it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I had been in one D and D. I had been to one D and D session ever. And oh my goodness! Like oh, three... did you hear that? The cat is at the door. I did cat? Um, I realized that Atlantis was played by Michael J. Fox the other day, <laughs> and I said that. To, I said that. I said that. That Atlantis, he has a name, and it's Milo. <laughs> I'm still kind of sick. Shut up. (laughs) It's fun. This is fun. We're doing this for fun. It's fun. You guys are having fun. (laughs) Right? You better be. (laughs) We are having fun, and that's all that really matters. I know. Do 
We have to get back to talk. Okay. This, this is gold. I can't. I can't use any of this, and it is fucking gold. No, you can absolutely use it. Um. Oh, but it's so off topic. We could have an uncut version. Oh God, no. <laughs> Slightly uncut. That sounds no. God, absolutely not. I put my foot down on that. I don't want to have to do two cuts of this show. No, thank you. That's valid.